Hey, welcome to Black People Die by Suicide to our new set. Um, you've probably noticed that we've had some changes with our set over, you know, the past few months and throughout the episodes. But this is our new home, our new setup, the new aesthetic, as the kids <laughs> say. Um, so we just wanted to film this and let you all know that, you know, the set's going to be consistent. We were just kind of playing around to see what we liked and... This is what we got. Yeah, I, I know. And for me as a person, as a marketing, communications, branding, you know, that's that's my thing. I was like, Lord, I know what those people probably like. What is black? Is white? Is green? Is green? <laughs> what is grass? What is going on, y'all? But no, we really did like listen to your concerns because there were a few DMs that came in that people asked um, about and just offering feedback on how we can improve the podcast so just know that we're always open for feedback so like anything you can send us a dm or you can um send an email to info at black people die by suicide 2.org we always want to improve the podcast and so we're happy that we're this is our our new home we think it looks great shout out to digital empath because they're doing an awesome job so we are uh yeah we're very excited so we just ask that y'all bear with us you know the one of the things that i've learned from this process is being open because i initially remember when we first started the podcast leon would ask questions like do you want this do you want that i'm just i don't know leon <laughs> and so one of the things that i learned is that to start something if you have something that you want to do just start it it does not have to be perfect and you don't you don't have to have it all figured out there are so many things that you will learn along the way and there are as we've been recording and having guests and doing all of the everything related to the podcast I've been learning like okay this is what I like this is what I don't like this is what I want to improve so that is something that this process has also taught me because I can tend to be a bit of a perfectionist. <laughs> Jordan knows she works with me. So, um, so yeah, so we hope that you all enjoy the set. Um, so before we will begin to have our first episode that you will see with this wonderful set will be with the amazing Dr. Rita Walker. She will kick off. So, but for now we have some episodes that were pre-recorded, so I'm just letting y'all know when y'all see this, we putting this out now for y'all so we can address <laughs> the changes right. in the set. Right. But y'all gonna get some white background and some grass, and then once the grass is over, then you gonna get this set. <laughs> yes. Um. We again, like Takia said, we're so open to feedback. Um. Y'all, I'm gonna try to talk louder, Lord. I uh, my mom calls me mouse mouth. Should she say I talk like me, 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 me? Um, so I'm going to try to do better and project if you couldn't hear me. But yeah, so this is the new set. I hope you like the way it looks. I think it looks beautiful. It's aesthetically pleasing. So, yes. So thank you all for bearing with us. Thank you so much for supporting us. We are so grateful. We ask that you continue to support us. Our goal for 2024 is to grow our YouTube channel. Um, it's YouTube is a, is a beast, but we are determined to make sure that our channel continues to grow so that we can get this content out and help change the world. So thank you so much for supporting us, you all.
information presented in this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not meant to be a substitute for clinical mental health treatment. If you or someone you know is experiencing a mental health crisis, please dial 988 or head to your nearest emergency room. Welcome to the Black People Die by Suicide 2 podcast where we discuss all things mental health with an emphasis on suicide in the Black community. I'm your co-host, Jordan. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> I'm your co-host, Takia. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode. Um, if this is your first time listening, welcome. If you are listening uh, um, again, we appreciate you for coming back. And as usual, we always start off all our episodes with a check-in, really getting in touch with how we're feeling, how we're doing. Um, and we just want to encourage people to really just take time to sit with themselves and really sort their feelings out. So, Takia, how are you doing today? You know what? I'm doing well, but I need to make sure that I practice what I preach as far as self-care. Because I think I've, for the past few days, I think I've been pushing myself a little bit too hard. Mm. And it's been showing up physically. So, um, I think I need to make sure that while, yes, I'm passionate about all the things that we're doing, um, but it's important that we take a beat because I can't accomplish but so much in 24 hours. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad that you had that realization. Rest really is important. Um, you know, it's always good to recharge so that you can. What did what did you say Jurlee said? Not pour from an empty cup. You oh, want to pour from your overflow. From your overflow. Mm -hmm. Yes. I thought that was powerful. <laughs> <laughs> so me, I'm doing okay today. Um, I have a little nervous jitters. Some of my work responsibilities are going to be changing. <laughs> and I'm a little anxious about it, but I think it's gonna go well. Um, I'm realizing this year how much I'm not used to or how much I don't like change. Isn't that weird? I feel like I, as I'm getting older, I'm trying to adjust the change, and it's just not happening like it like it did in the past for me. Well, I, I've never, I'm never, adjust, I don't like change at all. So oh, okay, okay, good. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> so today, you guys, we have a special guest. I'm so excited for her to be here. Um, her name is Tandra. Rutledge and she is here with us representing the Soul Shop and let me tell you about Soul Shop I want to quote their mission because they put it out far better than I ever could in my own words so Soul Shop is an organization whose mission is to equip faith communities to save lives and bring hope to those affected by suicidal desperation I thought that was so powerful. Tandra, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I am doing well. Thank you both for having me. Do I get to check in too? Yes, 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 yes. yes. Okay. okay, okay, okay. And I know not to say fine. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know not to say fine, but um, my check-in is I am feeling inspired. Uh, today, I am feeling inspired by the work that you're doing. I am feeling inspired by the work that we're doing at Soul Shop. And so today, I'm feeling quite inspired. Went to church today, got my praise on. I taught Sunday school, and I'm feeling quite inspired today. 
Yes, that is fantastic. I'm so glad that you're here. Um, tell us about your position at Soul Shops. Our understanding you have a new role now. I do. I'm very excited. Um, and this is my first time, my first opportunity really to announce my new my new role. So I am one of the trainers for Soul Shop, but I'm also now the director for youth and campus ministry programming. So I'm really excited to be a part of Soul Shop and I get to continue to advance um, our mission. And I'm really excited because it lines up very nicely, not only with my education and my experience, but also the calling that I feel God has on my life. Yes, all right. So let us get into the topic on that note. Um, so for today's episode, we wanted to specifically talk about the church, because as we know, for African-Americans, the church is often our one stop, like our first stop that we go to when we're experiencing a hardship, whether that be, you know, financial, emotional. I know one of the first things I heard when I started to experience my struggles with mental health, did I go to church? Have I been praying? Um, so we know the church is a major, you know, cornerstone for um, you know, social justice yep. for healing for, um, almost like social services in a way. Cause I know a lot of churches will give money and resources out for housing. So the church is like our one-stop shop. And so today we wanted to bring in soul shop, um, to talk about their work in sort of bridging the gap between psychology and religion. I know I talked to one of my therapists years ago and she mentioned that there's often like a I guess a struggle between the two. Mm -hmm. They don't always see eye to eye. And I know for some people who have um you know gone to church with the expectation of getting help for their mental health, sometimes they've been told things that were weren't helpful to them. Some people have church trauma. So I was really excited that there's an organization out there like Soul Shop that is seeking to, you know, train more faith leaders in what to do for people that are experiencing suicidal ideation or mental health struggles. So we're going to kick this off with an interview with Tandra. And Tandra, um, if you could just give us a little bit of background about Soul Shop. Yeah, I mean, um, Soul Shop was created, and, and let me say this, that there are quite a few suicide prevention programs, um, education workshops that many faith communities and churches in the black church, um, churches have had people come in and do trainings, right? Um, I also do other trainings, have done other trainings, and have been asked to go into churches and talk about mental health and suicide. It wasn't until um, I heard about Soul Shop that I realized that that um, there was a better way of doing this. So those other programs are secular based, right? So it's a secular organization coming into a faith-based community, right? And not really um, taking into consideration the beliefs of that community. It's kind of when like something that's created for other groups comes to the black community and says, here, take this, this can fit for you. And we're like, no, no, it doesn't. It doesn't, it doesn't fit our culture, our ways, our beliefs, no, I take that back, right? 
And so other programs are like that. I'm not trying to discredit other types of training programs, but Soul Shop was really created. We are a faith-based organization first. So let me say that. We're a faith-based, a Christian organization first. And so what we really want to do is we want to equip, equip and empower faith leaders with the tools, the resources, the confidence that they need to be able to minister to people within their congregation who are experiencing um, suicidal desperation, who are struggling with mental health issues. And we want to give them what they need to incorporate um, help and healing in ministry so that it's not just a one and done or like for suicide prevention month or for a mental health awareness month but it's really something that is embedded in the life and the mission of the church so we talk about during our training we encourage um, church leaders that in addition to your current mission statement for your church what if as a church you adopted um, an additional mission that we will be a church in which no one loses hope and no one feels alone. Mm. What if mm. every church that, in addition to whatever your existing mission statement is and your vision for your church, but that we will be a church where no one loses hope and no one feels alone. And that's what Soul Shop does. Soul Shop gives faith leaders those practical, essential tools that they need to be able to minister to people within their congregation and to integrate um, the strategies that we provide into their ministry. Wow, that's fantastic. Can you tell us a little bit about how Soul Shop is working to help sort of dismantle, um, I guess, stigma against mental health and suicide in the Black community? Because as we know, it is definitely a topic that is heavily stigmatized and you know, we get looked upon as weak or that we lack faith or, you know, we're not praying enough. How is Soul Shop working to change the narrative around mental health and suicide? Yeah, I think that that's a, a really good question because um, um, you, in your opening, you talked about the role of the Black church and how the Black church has been a catalyst for change historically in our community. And we know that the Black church has done a lot of good and really continues to do a lot of good. But at the same time, there's been a lot of harm. Mm. And I think that that harm has been unintentional. Right. And it comes from lack of understanding, lack of training um, about how sometimes our word, our choices, because we just don't know um, that we say things to people who are hurting and struggling with mental health issues or who are suicidal and we say things um, that have actually caused harm to people. And so one of the things that we try to do with Soul Shop is we give faith leaders conversational tools mm -hmm. of how you can have a conversation with someone without judgment, mm -hmm. right? One that opens them up, that is supportive, right? In which you can um, bridge a connection to someone who's hurting and get them to support and help not, it doesn't make the faith leader an expert in suicide prevention or a crisis counselor, but it really helps them understand that connecting with people and giving them hope and meeting them where they are is part of the call of God. That's part of our ministry. And we do that by looking at the um, biblical texts 
and reminding faith leaders of our call of God to bind up the brokenhearted, to be there. That, that's what our mission is, right? And we don't get into ideological differences, you know, and all of those kinds of things. We really challenge leaders and we say, if this, if you have a ministry of reconciliation, if you're about the call of God, right? These are some tools. This is how you do that. Mm -hmm. And this is what we're challenging you. These are tools that we're giving you in order to be able to accomplish that. And once we start to um, share that in a way that is supportive, that doesn't pass judgment, you know, because when you don't know, you don't know, right? Right. Right. right? And we start to open up faith leaders' eyes. They understand and they really want this. So we're creating a movement um, across the country um, um, in black churches all across the country and churches across the country um, where uh, churches and black churches are really wanting this and needing this. And I'm really excited about the time that we're in really because, you know, we're talking a lot more, a lot more churches are talking about mental health mm -hmm. and a lot more faith leaders are seeking out information and seeking out education because they want to be able to meet people um, at their point of need, which is, you know, what we want to do you know in what? ministry. I'm so glad that Soul Shop exists. And I, <laughs> I honestly wish there was, I, I just kind of, when you were talking, it made me think about if the church that I was going to, when I was experiencing my mental health challenges, if they were, um, if they, you know, gotten trained and had partnered with Soul Shop, how my life could have maybe turned out differently. So like my story, you know, I was told like, you need to speak in tongues for 20 minutes a day and your depression's going to go away. You need to pray harder. Don't take that medication. It's going to make you feel worse or you lack faith in God and just all of that, it really attacked my faith. And I'm still kind of processing that and working through that um, in therapy, honestly. And for the longest time, I would not listen to gospel music. I would not step foot in the church. I was angry with God, even though they were the people who wasn't necessarily God, but I was just in such a broken place at that time. And I did eventually attempt suicide. And it was just so hard for me to kind of get back to where I am now. There are still things that I'm still working through and through in therapy, but I can step foot back in the church and I can listen to gospel music, but it would, it took a very long time and there's still some uh, residue because of, but I know that they were, they meant well, they, they did not intentionally say I'm going to try to hurt Takiya, but it's just kind of like what you said, that lack of knowledge and not really understanding. And unfortunately it just kind of, it did cause some harm. So I'm glad that Soul Shop is doing this type of work so we can have less stories like this. Yes. I thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, and I am so sorry that, that, um, you've had that experience and your experience is unfortunately not uncommon. You know, I've served in ministry for many years and I've heard and, and people have shared those types of experiences and it really breaks my heart. And at the same time, it's what fuels the work. You know, it fuels what I do. Um, I've been in places where and, and in churches where there has been a suicide attempt or um, a death by suicide, and um, it's not talked about. 
You know, um, the leadership is uncomfortable because of, again, if we talk about it, you know, it's, it's gonna, um, you know, cause uh, young people to think about it. No, you know, when you talk about it in, in the right way, it prevents suicide. It prevents other suicides and you have to do it in a compassionate way with the right supports available. And so, um, we are still working through that. I think, um, um, as a culture, mm. as a black community, um, as you know, the churches still has some work to do. Um, I am encouraged with a lot of the churches that I'm connected to, just the network of churches that I'm connected to, that, that people are and ministry leaders are reaching out and they want to do the right things and they want to have the resources and the supports. And they know um, that people are coming to them, that they're um, congregants are coming to them looking for help. And so it's important for the Black church uh, to be connected to resources in the community to have a warm handoff mm-hmm. when they someone needs therapy, they need to see, you know, a counselor, or they might need medication, or they might need to go to the hospital, or they might need um, a wellness class, or they need yoga, whatever it is that they need, just like they need physical health services, right? We want to have that range of mental health resources and wellness resources, just like we have those um, resources for other types of um, needs that we have in the church. Yeah, I'm really glad that you mentioned, um, you know, about youth, because I know that you're the director of the youth services um, or the youth program with Soul Shop. And I worked in the um, emergency room during COVID. And, you know, that was a very stressful time for kids. And I saw so many children that came in for either a suicide attempt or very severe depression. And I know here in Maryland, it got to the point where there were basically no youth beds available. um, And we were just one hospital. I can only imagine other hospitals having, you know, more and more and more kids that needed some inpatient, especially mental health treatment, but there was literally nowhere to send them. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about, I guess, the programs that Soul Shop has for kids? And also, um, if you're noticing, as I've noticed in the emergency room, like the uptick in children, Black children that are experiencing like suicidal ideation, suicide attempts, and struggles with their mental health? So what you're noticing and what you experienced in the emergency department when you were working in there is consistent with the research, Mm. um, with the increase in um, reports of anxiety and depression um, by Black children. We're seeing that um, even during periods of decline for white children. And so it is something that we are and should be very concerned about. Um, Soul Shop has a... uh, program for youth leaders. So it's not for youth targeting youth, but again, our programs are designed to equip leaders to support, you know, individuals in their congregation. So we will be launching soon. um, I think in September, September one, um, a revision, a revise with me as the, you know, director. Our Soul Shop for Youth Leaders program, which is so badly needed. I have been in youth ministry for 
20 plus years. And I tell you, I have needed a soul shot for youth leaders. I am a therapist by training and I have in my 25 plus years in ministry have dealt with, as you might imagine, young people who are struggling. And what do you do with that when you create an environment where young people trust you and they come to you as a youth leader and they talk to you about how they're feeling and what they're struggling with? And then what do you do with that? Right? Like, how do you handle that? How do you manage that? How do you have that conversation that's supportive? And part of that conversation is going to likely involve getting their parent or their guardian, right? right? And part of that conversation has to be also being in a church that has some sort of procedures in place for when that happens because we're operating in ministry. And so many times that's not the case. And you see um, people in ministry just trying to love on and minister to young people and without having that guidance. And so Soul Shop for Youth Leaders helps to equip um, youth leaders who are serving in ministry with youth to understand the unique needs of young people in ministry, the things that come up around confidentiality um, and other very unique things that young people are dealing with and equip them to be able to minister to young people in their in their churches who are experiencing, and we know that this is the case across the country, who are experiencing, um, you know, suicidal desperation, um, anxiety, depression, and all the things that we are seeing across, you know, across the board in ministry. Yes, thanks for sharing that. Um, I'm really excited. I hope that that leads to you know, a decrease in some of the suffering that the children have been experiencing. And I know, you know, COVID was really hard with them. A lot of kids missed some of their most exciting major events like prom and graduations. And um, I hope that that program really has a positive impact for the kids. Well, I, you know, one of the things that there, there is a quote that um, Dr. David Litz, and I always bring this up whenever I, I have a chance to, um, and I'm going to try to make sure I get it right. Um, Dr. David Litz shared this, and we, we talk about this in Soul Shop, that um, people die. There are a number of reasons people die by suicide, but it basically comes down to two. A loss of hope and a loss of connection. Mm -hmm. And think about this. If the church, the Black church, can't do something about giving people hope, and helping people feel connected, then we might as well just close our doors mm. because that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to give people hope and help people feel connected. And we know that having a positive connection is a protective factor. When people don't feel that they're so alone, right? And when we can give, when we can be a beacon of hope for someone who feels hopeless in that moment, the power in that to be able to to be that to someone who is struggling in that moment to help get them through that period of time when they are feeling hopeless. I mean, right there, we save lives, right? Because we can be that, um, I've been that, right? People have been that to me in times when I've felt that way. And so 
This is about ministry. This is about relationships. This is about having that network of support and helping uh, youth leaders to know how to be those beacons of hope to young people in their congregation. Yeah, you know what's interesting is that I've really been, I've been waiting to ask this question. So what do you do when churches, because you said churches are reaching out and, you know, they want to partner and bring soul shop to soul shop to the, you know, to their uh, ministry. But what happens when there's like some resistance or like maybe everyone uh, and leadership is not on board or like, how does, how does that work or have, or what experiences have you had around that? Well, you know, (laughs) you really have to, this, so Soul Shop is about ministry and it really, if we're going to impact community and, you know, we have to get leadership buy-in and it, and it starts with the people who really make the decisions. And so we do a lot of relationship building. We do a lot of conversations and having those conversations with, sometimes it's the pastor right, that we start with, um, but identifying the person who makes the decisions in ministry. And, you know, this is where I use, I'm going to put on another hat, but it's part of my, all of my hats. So for me, you know, I have a background in business development. And so for me, I'm looking at what are your goals for your ministry, right? What's important to you? What do you value? What are you, what are you hoping to accomplish? Because if we're having a conversation and you're telling me, about young people and how they're struggling and what you're trying to do in ministry, then I have a solution. I have some tools. I I have some things I can offer you. And if you're not willing to take some of those tools, you know, that I'm recommending, then maybe you're not ready for this and that's okay. Uh, But I'm going to point that out to you, right? You know what I'm saying? Because it really, it really has to be, it has to be a commitment on the part of that ministry and that leadership to really um, want to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we really try to work to make an impact in communities. And so I tell people all the time, like, you know, we can go around, do one church at a time, but what's most effective and really our approach is to come into a community right? And to bring the training to a community where there are multiple churches, Mm -hmm. right? And there are organizations that are supportive of the work that we are making an intention of creating a soul safe community in a community, right? So there may be a church that hosts the training, but there are uh, leaders that are coming from all over that community to this training, And then they are going to go back to their communities with this training and the resources. And we provide a curriculum that they can then, once they come to the training, the leaders come to the training, they can take, they can purchase a a curriculum and they can take that back to their communities. And now they're equipped to go forth and train their congregations. And so um, we haven't met a whole lot of resistance, honestly, Um, We help churches and communities figure it out to make it work. There is a cost for the training because we we do bring in um, trainers 
but we really work with communities on the on on cost on logistics on our website you'll see um what i love about uh soul shop is everything is turnkey and we're still learning right. we're learning from every training that we're we're doing we're like oh that worked really well when we did this maybe we should add this oh that's great feedback you know we'll incorporate it moving forward and you know i did thought, that oh sorry helpful. go ahead no no it was the same yes no it was it was helpful i i love the fact that you said it's really about community so realizing that like if the if leadership and the pastor and anyone else who you know help helps to make sure that the ministry is fulfilling the mission if they're on board then that trickles down to the congregation and then the congregation that trickles down over into the community so um but i just know that you know there are still i feel like we are doing so much better um in the church now in terms of mental health um but there's you know there's still some people that we still you know we just gotta wait for them to kind of come along but i'm happy to hear that there's that there's some progression and that people are excited and actually reaching out to soul shop to actually, you know, cause they see the value in it. I, I will give you an example. We recently did a soul shop for black churches in Chicago and um, June, June 3rd, we did it in Chicago and I was on the radio that Friday and um, I was on the news that Saturday morning. So the day of the training, I, went to the um, news station, did the interview, was live, and then zipped on out to the church for the training. There were people who, and, and who heard me on the radio about the training, didn't register, showed up at the church. The church was getting phone calls Saturday morning, and they were like, can we do walk-on registration, right? Like, and they, and we were like, uh, yeah. we're not turning, yes, right? not turning people away. They showed up that day um, for the training. Now these weren't necessarily the pastors, right? We did have lots of pastors in that training, but these were people that heard about it, spent a day with us in the training. And then I know for one person who came after coming to the training and she's a leader in her church, um, reached out to Soul Shop and said, I wanna bring this to my community. Right. So sometimes, right, it's the leaders within the church that'll come to a training and then experience it that it for themselves and then take it back to their leadership and say, we got to do this. I went to this and this is what we need for our ministry. Oh, that's a perfect segue to talk about how, how do they how do they reach out to soul shop? Like what's the, the steps in terms of if someone is watching and they want to bring soul shop to their ministry? That is a great question. So they can go to our website, soulshopmovement.org, And there um, you can request a training. You can fill out a quick form and go to our website. They can uh, reach out to me. Tandra at soulshopmovement.org. That's my new email. Tandra at soulshopmovement.org. The easiest, quickest way is to just go to our website. And we are very responsive to those requests. Um, and so just reach out and we will follow up. Michelle Snyder is our executive director of Soul Shop. Victor Armstrong is our uh, director for You're Smiling. I know. He's my <laughs> 
um, is our um, national director for our Soul Shop for Black Churches. And we have a wonderful team um, um, of trainers across the country. And we're doing a good work. We're doing a good work for God. Absolutely. Tandra, it has truly been a pleasure and a honor to just actually have this conversation. I have been very excited ever since I, uh, when I was at the Mental Health First Aid Summit and NatCon in LA, I was like, when I was sitting in, I was at the edge of my seat. I said, I cannot wait until we are done so I can go up to you as well as Victor, who we will get, be sure to get on the podcast as well. Yeah and meet them and actually to talk about this, I was just so moved. And I think in your workshop, I just felt so validated and seen. And that's what a lot of people, that's what a lot of us need is just to know like, okay, we're not alone. And even though I have done a lot of my healing work in terms of therapy, but it's just always good because the church is like, can be a breath of fresh air. And um, to be able to be connected to, you know, you know, to be connected to God, to be connected to other people, like-minded people. Um, but the fact that you all are providing this education, um, we will have less damage done within the church, but then also people just ultimately being ed educated and realizing like, okay, we're also removing that stigma and saying like, you yes. can go to church and you can take your medication. You can go to church and go to therapy. Like you don't ha have to have one or the other because they both um, they they both play a part in terms of your mental health recovery. I mean, you go to church and you go to the physical doctor. Mm. You still get your take your blood pressure medicine. You should you should right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> right. All your other medications and keep your appointments for your physical health appointments. Your mental health mm -hmm. is equally, and if not more important, because it manages everything. Yes, you know, as I've heard you all talk about um, on your in your podcast and the work that you advocate, and all of those who are advocates um, in our community about prioritizing mental health and wellness and suicide, um, we got to do better. And I, I'll say this: that like we ain't got no excuse now, mm. right? I mean, right, we, we, we're, we're there, those of us who are doing the work, the information um, is available to us, a call to our churches to do better, to be better, mm -hmm. to respond to the call of God and do it in a way that gives people hope and helps people feel connected um, is what we have to do. And that's what we're doing at Soul Shop and Soul Shop is about ministry um, and we're doing a good work. And if people are interested, they can get in touch with us at soulshopmovement.org. And I just have one more. I just have one more. <laughs> I, I'm, like, I'm like feeling like some grief now um, because we're y'all about to end and I'm sad and this has been great. <laughs> t-shirt um, because like I just need a t-shirt because I think the t-shirt y'all have is fire. So I'm just I was going to have to give me a t-shirt somehow. <laughs> we'll, we'll make sure that we send you the link. <laughs> yes, please, do. please send me the link so I can um, support further and get me a t-shirt. <laughs> Thank you so much, Tandra. And I, I can't wait for this episode to air. Me too. This really had an impact on me. I have to say, when you were talking earlier about you know, reaching people that felt alone. I was over here fighting back tears because I spent a lot of my mental health struggle 
in isolation. And I'm just like, man, where was Soul Shop when I needed it? I wish I knew. Um, and it makes me really excited to return back to church. So I'm so glad that you joined us today. And I hope you have a great evening. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And um, yeah, I really look forward to just continuing in the work and in the ministry. And thank you so much again for, for having me. Thank you for participating. So for today's spotlight, we are highlighting um, Pastor Teddy Parker Jr. He was the pastor at Bibb Mount Zion Baptist Church in Macon, Georgia, and he died by suicide on November 10th, 2013. We just want to keep him in our thoughts and um, yeah, and yeah. just give life, um, you know, just kind of giving people who have passed away from suicide giving voice right. to them. And because on today's topic, we talked about, you know, we interviewed Tandra with Soul Shop and the work that they're doing and really bridging the gap between mental health and the black church. And so we thought it would be, it was best to highlight him right. for the spotlight segment since we already were talking about suicide, mental health and the black church. And... For today's resource segment. Right. Rolling right in. Soul Shop. <laughs> <laughs> right. The resource segment for today, we're just going to go ahead and have Soul Shop because that was what we talked about today. And for the community change maker segment, I'm excited about this one because this is someone I know personally, the amazing, the most awesome and comparable. Like, she just amazing. Dr. Anita Phillips. Y'all probably see her on social media and she does so much work surrounding mental health and um, the Christian faith, as well as actually pulling out how the Bible does talk about mental health. Y'all may not, y'all may have skipped over that part, but if you work with Dr. Anita Phillips, she will pull it out. And I have heard her speak so many times. I've been a part of um, an event that she had, and she is just amazing. So she is a um, therapist. She actually used to focus on trauma. She's also a life coach, an author. She has her own podcast and her, again, her entire platform is really bridging that gap between mental health, the Bible, as well as, you know, those are that are part of the Christian faith. And so if you want to learn more about Dr. Anita Phillips, I would encourage you to visit her website at anitaphillips.com. And you can also check her out on Instagram as well. And if you ever get a chance to see her live, I'm telling you, do it. You do not. It's a treat, y'all. It's a treat. So she is amazing. <laughs> so self-care real quick, just kind of. Yes. Um, self-care. Mm. I'm planning to, for the month of July, I'm going to try to eat all the colors of the rainbow. Mm. Like, I'm going to say five out of the seven days each week. All right. She basically about to be vegan like me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I eat the rainbow. <laughs> I'm trying to get more nutrients. You know what I mean? I feel like this would be a good way. Well, hey, something I'm here. Red, for something blue, something green, something orange. I got this. I can do it. You can do it. Mm -hmm. I, I need to add more colors. I usually do a lot of green, but mm -hmm. I need to, I need to, it's summertime. So I'm, let me go ahead and add some watermelon. Yes, yeah, it's fruit season. <laughs> Good old mangoes. <laughs> so self-care for me, um, I think I really have to work on boundary setting with myself. And a lot of times people think boundaries like, oh, people need to respect my boundaries. I need to respect my own boundaries. So like if I know that I said I was taking a day off work 
then I need to actually take a day off work. And I think because I work for myself, it's, I don't have, I, and it's, I'm working on things that I'm passionate about. Right. Jordan and I have a huge announcement, but we can't tell y'all now, but, <laughs> but I've been working on so much stuff. And when I'm, because I'm so passionate about it, I feel like it's easy to just keep going and going and going. Right. And so I have to tell myself, like, Takia, you need to take a break. I'll close my laptop, but yet then I'm sending emails from my phone. Or I'm texting Jordan about something that just popped in my head. So I have to learn when to just, like, just cut it off and make sure I'm taking time for myself because I don't want to burn out. We're doing amazing work. I'm very excited. But I have to respect my boundaries in going to bed when I say that I will go to bed, getting up and going to the gym when I said that I would go, which my gym schedule, I'm usually good with that. I Yeah, I wake up at 5 a.m. to go to the gym and I'm pretty consistent with that. But like definitely sticking to my bedtime and just making sure that I am like not working too much. So right. that's that's self-care. And for our moment of inspiration is a wonderful quote by the amazing Dr. Anita Phillips. We just going to keep rolling. Y'all see our theme for this? We, we stick into faith, mental health, black church, all episode. So moment of inspiration is an amazing quote by Dr. Anita Phillips. And she says, prayer is a weapon and therapy is a strategy. Mm. Just kind of what I just talked about with Sandra. You know, you can pray and go to therapy. And take your med- uh, take your medication all and same. go to church all at the same time. You don't got to pick one just like you would go get your go to the dentist and still go to church and go see the cardiologist. If you had issues with your heart, like you don't have to pick one again. Prayer is a weapon and therapy is the strategy. So that wraps up another episode of the Black People Die by Suicide 2 podcast. We'll see y'all on the next episode. This episode was sponsored by the Mental Health Empowerment Agency, where its mission is to dismantle the mental health stigma and raise awareness of suicide prevention through curated events, individual and group peer support, digital and social media, and educational trainings.